0: I was v- I'm always very wary of it becoming a grind, especially f- like for the first <clears throat> couple of years that, of streaming. I never had a schedule because I didn't want to set it in place. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't want to sort of set it in place um, because I didn't want it to become this almost like nine to five job or, you know, those hours and then feel like I had to stream when I didn't want to sort of thing.
1: Hello, all, and welcome back to the Scouting Centre. My name is Mr. Diz TV. You can call me Diz, and you know how this show works by now. We interview some of your favorite creators. My guest today started YouTube around 2014 and has over 3,050 uploads and over 30 million views over on YouTube, and he's currently doing a journeyman save. He has over 57,000 subscribers. He started streaming in 2016 and currently has over 21,000 followers over on Twitch. He's one of the biggest and one of the best football manager content creators. One of the few to do this full time. Greetings and salutations to the one and only Loki Doki. Loki, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Love the intro, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> how are you?
1: I am I am not bad at all. I am not bad at all. I'm, I'm really happy to have you on because... I messaged you last year, didn't I? And we says like yeah. we'll we'll um, discuss it this year. And just thank you so much for being on.
0: Yeah, didn't I tweet making fun of Man United or something? And uh, that's when you DM'd to me, said,
1: "Oh, you want to do the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. So you did that, and I was just like, oh, "Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do here now. Uh, let's invite you on." And I was going to take the mic out of um, Liverpool, but then I realised one, I can't. Two, Jurgen <laughs> Clubs just signed a two-year extension. So yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm isn't kind it? of... Great
0: news, isn't it? You must be chuffed. <laughs>
1: Uh, I love the man which is really awkward because obviously as a Man United fan I can't like Liverpool but it's just yeah it's strange times strange times yeah but um yeah talking to you now so um I want to talk about your content creation journey and I think the first thing I want to ask you is about Football Manager and what got you into Football Manager um
0: I was a very early adopter of computers my dad was really into them so we had the very the original Atari and Um, Amigas and Commodores and Spectrums and everything and I actually got the original Championship Manager. I think it was on the Spectrum. It's a long time ago Um, and I've literally been playing it ever since. Um, You know football was a good passion for me and that was just my nerdiness spreadsheet manager. I'm I'm all about that.
1: So do you remember when you first bought it?
0: I think my I'm not sure if it was a legal copy. <laughs> 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 my dad used to go to his mate's house and they used to do that, you know, where they used to share a lot of copy a lot of tapes and everything over and stuff like that. So I'm I'm not entirely sure it was bought, but if you're gonna arrest anyone, it's my dad's fault.
1: <laughs> and you know what? You've just said tapes. I've just because I a little bit older, I used to have a ZX Spectrum and I've just remembered you actually used to play cassette tapes, didn't you, to play the yeah. games?
0: Yeah, and half the time they'd take ages to load and then they wouldn't <laughs> load and you'd have to start from the beginning
1: again. Oh, uh, <sighs> mad times, mad times, how far we've come. Yeah. So all these years later, you then start to become a content creator. Can you tell me what happened? What inspired you to become a content creator? Um, It was
0: actually, so I have been an avid YouTube watcher for for many, many years. Um, I watch it way more than television and stuff. And I was obviously an avid gamer and everything. And for some reason, I just never put, I play football manager, like I said, every year. And for some reason, I just never put the two and two together. And I think it was a, a like a suggested video one day. I think it was, when I want to say work the space, I think maybe, just like popped up on my suggested. And I was like, oh, people make football manager videos and people actually watch it, more importantly. Like actually people would be willing to watch people play football manager. Um, and I wasn't working at the time. Um, And I was like, Oh well, I, I knew nothing about anything. Never recorded, didn't own a mic, webcam, anything. Or, and I was like, "Ah, oh, give it, a, give it a go. Why not?" And then uh, just sort of jumped headfirst into it. Got a basic setup. I think I recorded two videos. Te- they're terrible. They're still on my channel. It's they're awful. I sound suicidal. Um, <laughs> but literally making those two videos and putting them out there, nobody really viewed them, obviously. And but I was like, I want this to be my job which is like kind of the first time I'd ever had that in my life because I've kind of done all sorts of random jobs. I was an accountant for years. I was a mortgage advisor. I'd welding baskets for deep fat fryers was my first job and like all sorts of stuff. And I'd never found something that I really wanted to do until that moment. And I knew straight away that it was what I wanted to do.
1: See, that's my, once again jack worked the space um inspiring cuz i think he's he's done it to a a few people to be fair yeah he's um, one of the ogs he really is but then <clears throat> were you surprised then when you did start um the fact that you caught on really quickly and and you seem to be able to make a a living out of this
0: yeah um yeah it's always surprised there's a, always a sort of big chunk to to luck from from any, anything on youtube you've got to be lucky with the algorithm and work at it but um, although I didn't have any expertise in like the making or editing of videos and thumbnails and all that sort of stuff I understood I'm a, sort of a business consultant so I-, I understood marketing and making sure that to get it out to the right people sort of working the algorithm I did a lot of work on that to make sure that it was finding the right thing and obviously starting the journeyman save early on a lot of people sort of credit me with somehow being the journeyman. like no that's been around forever it's just I think I was one of the first to do it on YouTube a series where you just, you know, get sacked travel around all all around the world and I think that just really caught on as well.
1: Yeah, and the journeyman is something that you do regularly, don't you? You're doing it. Yeah, it's my well. favorite. Yeah, it's great. Um today you've said you're going to release something called Ukraine United. Is that a new save? or Is that a new element to the journeyman?
0: No, so this is going to be another save that's running alongside it and this is a fundraiser. Um yeah. we're going to be um helping out a couple of charities, War Child and um, a local Ukrainian animal charity. And then all the money we raise is going to be split 50-50 between the two. And I've got I've created a team called Ukraine United in the Vanarama South. Um, and we're going to obviously win the champion leagues and dominate the world. And I've also made it so Ukrainian players don't need work permits so they can sort of freely move around and everything. So just a sort of fun save, but also, you know, hopefully raising a bit of money.
1: Can you um, drop me the links to that because, um, especially the pets in Ukraine. Me and my wife have talked about that. Yes, okay, quite we'll do. a lot. And yep. um, I'd absolutely if, if any of you want to donate, please do. Um, so you make that decision then to jump in to YouTube. Did you constantly research anyone, or was it as soon as you saw Jack and you realised you could do this, you just kind of ran with it? So,
0: um, being a sort of very business orientated person, um, when I you know did a few videos, let's say a week or two realized this is what I wanted to do for a job I then literally researched everyone that made football manager content to like you know to any level and um not so much looked at their content because I wanted to be my own person and do it my own way I don't really look for trends and stuff but it was more about okay I literally had a big spreadsheet with all uh, probably about 20 YouTubers at the time that were making football manager content their sub count their growth each month and every month i'd go in update my spreadsheet compare mine to them to push myself to grow further because that's just how my brain works yeah. um so for the first year i was literally like on it everything like you know making sure i was you know growing the fastest or on stuff like that to just to just get me to a point where it could become my job essentially
1: so then a couple of years later, you dipped your toe into... I say dipped your toe. You started streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thought process behind that. Was that just like a natural progression or was that something that you have been thinking about as well?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not really a Twitch watcher very much. Like special events and I'll watch, um, I watch eSports. So I like League of Legends eSports so that I watch mm-hmm. on Twitch. But I don't generally watch a lot of streams, just friends that I'll pop into. Um, so I knew it was a thing and it was popular and stuff, but it was not until I'd sort of freed up the time to be able to do it. And I thought like everything, cause like when, you know, people ask for advice, it's like, just give it a go. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stream one day, see if I enjoy it and everything. And it's, and obviously loved it. And and having that instant connection and conversations with people is very different to, you know, replying in a comment section. So that was really, really fun.
1: Do you think being on YouTube first helped you with your Twitch?
0: Yes, because I never would have done Twitch first. Because even my YouTube, it took or four, four between four and six months before I even put a webcam on, because I was nervous about it. Um, you'll know from like when you edit your videos, it's like for the when you start hearing your own voice for the first time, that's also horrible, and you're like, oh my god, I sound <laughs> awful. And then, but then I was like, I'm not putting a webcam on to be judged on the internet because the internet is a horrible place, as everybody keeps telling everybody um so it took six months just to get a webcam on and then so yeah I needed that to sort of build
1: up the confidence definitely it's funny because you, you talked about hearing yourself um yeah, yeah the Birmingham accent
0: no definitely not <laughs> definitely it's a lovely accent
1: <laughs> that, that, I've been saying this I'm trying to spread the joy of Birmingham <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's a tough task <laughs> <laughs> well you know we're, we're winning we're winning the good fight we're winning um oh, no, no, we're not, we're not. <laughs> Um, so you made that decision to start streaming. Did you have an idea of stream style and uh, um in relation to when you started to stream, or was it just a case of I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna see and have a chat?
0: Yeah, I, I my my whole entire philosophy with both my YouTube and Twitch is i never want a highly produced, highly edited. You know how you watch some vlogs and they edit out every micro pause and stuff, and it's just like almost like a stuttery video. And I just wanted it to be as if you are around the pub or around your mate's house and you're playing football manager together and you're just having a laugh and a conversation. You talk about anything like a lot of the time in my streams, the football manager is just kind of in the background and we're just chatting about random stuff. So it's just I wanted it to be like hanging out with your mates because that's essentially why I'm doing it. And what I'm doing it for is hanging out with my mates. So that's what I went for
1: yeah and, and i think it shows to because you have got one of the most loyal followings in football manager content creation have you in relation to your patreon your your viewership on youtube also yeah. whenever you stream as well
0: it's yeah it's it's incredibly consistent and there's a group of uh, a, a you know decent sized group of people that will always be there and that is like forever humbling and that's who I aim the content to now. I'm kind of like, these These are my people, like-minded people. And then if, perchance, other people come in and they're the same mind, then they might join us and stuff. But I don't really sort of think of ways to push out to find a new audience and stuff. It's just a bunch of old dudes playing football manager, essentially. <laughs>
1: What well, can I ask then, so obviously you said at the start, you had these spreadsheets and you used to monitor mm. growth, et etc. et cetera. Is that something you still do now or are you very much comfortable where you are?
0: I am the complete opposite of that now. Um Once it got to a point, once I sort of realized that I was growing and at the time in that first year, I was growing the fastest out of anyone. And I was like, I got to the point where, you know, I was making a little bit of ad revenue, I was lucky I had a very supportive girlfriend at the time and and so I didn't need to make a ton of money and I don't care about being rich or making loads of money so when it got to a point where I was getting a bit of ad revenue and my Patreon was you know small but enough to live off and I was getting a little bit of Twitch money I was kind of like okay as long as it doesn't drop below that I'm I'm completely fine so now it's it's literally the opposite. I don't look at my subs. I don't even pay attention to anything like that because it's just, like I said, it's it, I've built this community that they're the people that I want to produce for, and then if new people want to come in, that's cool, and you know, but I'm that's who I tailor it to.
1: And then it leads me on to my next question, which is, you've been around for a long time. You've got one of the largest um, audiences, um, top five, I believe, in relation to individual mm-hmm. football manager content creators. Um, you're still around after all these years. After now not being on. as what, what was that? Sorry, hanging on, yeah, hanging on, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but you're still around. But you're not as um, militant as you were to begin with. You, you've admitted that yourself. Mm. What do you put down the fact that you, you know, you've still got this loyal audience down to? Uh, I I really think it is. I
0: think there's a lot more exciting content out there. Like because Zealand's often a really good example of moving the genre forward from a let's play style YouTube, which most of us were, to, to sort of a, almost a modern YouTuber that sort of picks at picks at the game and makes fun of it and has specific subjects and stuff like that. Um, where and I and I see the value in that and the education in that. I I pride myself on having a place where now I've been doing it for years as well, that people just come to, they know it's there. It's like Coronation Street, as terrible as Coronation Street and soaps are, right? Mm. they still are successful. And because it's like a comfort food almost in a way, it's like, okay, at this time on the day, I can just chill out, turn my brain off, have a bit of a laugh for half an hour and then get on with my day and sort of stuff like that. So they're always when I receive messages or DMs and stuff of people thanking me. It's often the sort of message I get, which is... You know, I was in a dark place, but I knew that I had this twenty-five minute period where I could just have a bit of a giggle and forget about my woes for the day, sort of thing. And I think yeah. people appreciate that.
1: No, definitely. I imagine that they do. Um, in relation to your uh, content, um, I want to just bring it for or bring it back to the tenth of November, twenty twenty-one, where you decided that you were going to have a bit of a break from streaming. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned the anxiety build um, in relation to streams. Um, only if you're comfortable talking about it. Can oh, you I'll tell talk me? about anything. Oh, br- right. thank you so you much. I okay, really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but when did you start recognising that feeling? Because I feel like it's a feeling that happens to a lot of content creators.
0: Yeah. Um, I think there's a natural anxiety for most people um just generally before they go live streaming you know it's they're putting themselves out there it's like a stand-up comedian or an actor going on stage or anything like that you're putting yourself on the internet with the possibility of ridicule or whatever it is or trolls or, or all that sort of stuff so i think there's always a natural even when i was streaming all the time and everything there was like that hour period before and um i was like and that's fine that that's that's just like you know nerves standard nerves but um I think what happened to me it was it was just more of a my sort of pro, my problem in life and you'll see this on my literal report cards from when I was a small child at, at infant school or junior school was every report card from every lesson was like he's a really intelligent boy if only he tried and but but my the way my brain works is that if I'm not really interested in it I just switch off I find it really hard to push through and just sort of learn something um so I just sort of struggle with that and I'm always wary of this YouTube thing that now I've been doing years that I it never turns into a grind you know how often people talk about streaming as a grind yeah and I was I'm always very wary of it becoming a grind especially like for the first couple of years of streaming I never had a schedule because I didn't want to set it in place. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't want to sort of set it in place. Um, because I didn't want it to become this almost like 9 to 5 job. Or, you know, those hours. And then feel like I had to stream when I didn't want to sort of thing. And it got to the point where um, I just sort of fancied a break. And I was getting to the point where more days than often I would actually like, oh, I've got to stream tonight. And I didn't want to get to the point where I my brain had switched off and was like, nah. I'm not doing it at all anymore, that's it. It's done like, you know, how my weird brain works. So I was just like, I'm, I'm very sort of, as I've got older, I've learnt how to deal with myself, if you will. So I'm like, okay, take a break, get rid of the schedule, stream when you want, take a break as long as I need, don't set times and dates on it, because then that just pressures you into, into coming back at a specific time and stuff. So it's just kind of a, just see how it goes. And luckily, like you said before, I've got the community that kind of just fully understands it, you know.
1: Well, that's it's also quite a big deal for you, because for you to get to that point, but also to take that step away. You know, we've got to remember, this is your full time living. So that's a considerable amount of your monthly wage as well that you're taking. Yeah, it's about a third of it. Yeah. So how so when you're weighing everything up, is that something that's on your mind as well?
0: Yes, it has to be because, like, you know, money makes makes the world go round, and it's a necessary evil and stuff. And I'm trying to save for a house and everything. So, um, yes, but I would much rather take the immediate hit of losing thirty percent of my income and being happy and continuing with everything. If I've pushed myself to do it, I feel like I'd end up stopping it all and hating it all and there's that risk and then obviously i'm earning nothing so i'd rather just you know play it safe and just sort of you know take my time coming back and just stream when i want and and that way i i will be a lot safer and stuff like this at the moment like with the youtube stuff i just absolutely adore it like i want to do it until i'm 90 like it's not it's not even about the money it's just i want to I want to be a 90-year-old YouTuber making Football Manager, you know, 20, 77 videos or whatever.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's excellent. Um, I- I'm glad that you're enjoying the, the um, YouTube stuff, and I will go on to the YouTube stuff in a minute. But then I just want to talk about the Twitch. Um, I've got one more question about mm-hmm. that. And-, and the main reason is is because I feel like um, I-, I see on Twitter quite a lot of people who stream have to take that step back, and I think it's because of that anxiety And I feel like you sharing your experiences will help them as well. Um, So you taking that step away from regular streaming to help yourself, has that helped? Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. It's just taking that pressure off that sort of waking up on the morning of a stream going, Oh, do I want to stream? And also like, I've never been, because I think part of the reason so many streamers do have burnout is that they seem to think you need to stream for eight hours a day Mm -hmm. to grow. Um, but ironically, and because they'll see these big streamers that stream tons and stuff like this, but that's because they're big streamers. Ironically, if you want to grow on Twitch, you're better off spending so much because the discoverability is so bad on Twitch. If you just wanted to do Twitch streaming, you're still better off making an audience on YouTube, Instagram or wherever, TikTok, and sending them to your Twitch to eventually take that out. So you're, you're, you're better off spending less time on Twitch actual streaming and spending half the rest of the time promoting your Twitch streaming. But my schedule was never that heavy anyway. It was always a sort of part-time thing. Like literally, it's, it was three times a week for a total of six hours. Mm. Um, and part of the problem with that is it's very hard to do a football manager save. It's six hours a week, you know, it, it's and, and stay connected to it. So it's very been very it was always very hard to stream football manager because I'm you know I'm old and my memory's going and and so I'd be like logging in for that stream that day saying okay where are we okay we're in the football yeah. team are we cool. sort of thing so I'm very much I was that's always been a sort of tricky side to it because I just I just don't want to stream for five six hours in a row I just have no interest in doing that I'd rather make a stream high energy really fun and be almost like a feature film in length like a couple of hours everybody can stay for the whole stream if they want sort of thing rather than popping in and out and everything. So I think that helps with not getting burned out. It's just not streaming as much.
1: Well, you've only streamed since November. You've only streamed twice, once in March and once in April. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Your birthday stream. Yes, or yeah, Wednesday. 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wednesday. yeah, so happy birthday for that. Thank you very much. Um, happy 21st, obviously. Yeah, yep. double in um... a bit, but yeah. <laughs> so so you've obviously, you, you've identified the fact that that break is as long as it needs to be. You know, you're not in no rush to come back, are you? Mm-hmm. You're only streaming when you literally feel like it.
0: Yeah, and I and I feel it's weird because and, and everybody knows this and everybody understands that and everybody's been like incredibly supportive and stuff. But like I I also feel bad because when people sub to me when I I'm like don't because I'm only I might not stream for another month. Like you you know it's like. So like there's there's part of me that's like that, but it's it's much easier just to, you know, the birthday stream is always a fun thing I do on my birthday and that's sort of an event. So that was that was really good fun and it had a nice build up to it. But like just the old stream as well is just like, it's nice to be able to get my work done, get my YouTube videos done for the day, and go. I feel stream. I feel like streaming tonight, and that's a lovely place. And I think. Once um, I do come back, and I will come back more to more regular streaming, I still don't think I'll have a proper schedule. I just think it'll be a couple of times a week. Rough time is, you know, a few hours. And and I think that'll make it a lot more comfortable for me. And so I'm not feel like I'm forced. Because for me, there's nothing worse than watching somebody who you know isn't really enjoying it. And you can tell if you're especially if you're good at body language and stuff, you can see when people are there because they feel like they have to be or they just wanna hang around hang out with their mates and stuff. So I never wanted to feel like I was putting an act on or something like that. So yeah, gotta be careful with that stuff.
1: Well, let's go to YouTube now. And obviously you've been around for like eight years, um, which is a very long period of time. How has the scene changed in that time?
0: Other than just becoming more popular, um, and that's just been a gradual ramp up and there being more, more YouTubers, um, not drastically. Like I, I don't watch a lot of football manager content myself, but like, I think for, for the longest time it was, it was lots of let's plays and I remember experiments became a big thing for a year or two, but then everybody ran out of ideas, um, (laughs) But, and, and like I said, in recent times, if you just want a perfect example of how to do it, like go watch Zealand as, as you know, even though he's American, which you'd have to get past, it's like that initial hurdle. Um, <laughs> you He's 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 absolutely killing it and stuff. And, and like, he's very professional. What he does, he's clearly a very good broadcaster, but he's also got an editor and people that help him and stuff to take it to that next level. And I think that's the next evolution. And there's always one sort of trendsetter in that way that then others will see him and go, okay, I want to do what he does. He's very popular sort of thing. So I think he'll lead the next, much like sort of Dr. Benji or Work the Space or Golden FM and stuff, Yellow Card helped us get going and and showed us the way to make these let's plays and fun saves and everything. I think people like Zeeland are the ones sort of leading the next charge, I think. It'd be really interesting to see.
1: I feel like because you've mentioned them, I feel like it's important that we bring up um, other people, other football manager content creators. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship like with other creators like Dr. Benji, Work the Space, Lelujo, Zealand, etc., etc.? Can I ask that if you like this content on YouTube, can you give it that big thumbs up? Can you subscribe to our channel? And can you leave a comment below and let me know who you want on future episodes of the Scouting Centre? And then if you're listening on Spotify, please give me that five-star review. We've had over 2,000 listens, but we're yet to have a review. So please, can you do that for me? It would mean the absolute world to me.
0: I've met... A number of them, especially the older guys. Um, I mean, been around a bit more because we did the sports interactive event a few years ago, the creator cup thing. I got knocked out by a FIFA YouTuber. Not happy about that. Um, <laughs> don't hold bit- on to it. Don't not bitter. not, not really, I was just talking about it today on Discord, really. Um, <laughs> definitely not bitter. Um, shouldn't even been there. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I don't um, have any creator friends because, like. And I'm not saying that they have fake friendships, of course I'm not, but I am not one for just pushing a friendship on someone because they're in the same job or they might help me or we might be able to help each other. I get on with the people I get on with. I don't care if you've got a YouTube channel or lots of subs or no subs or not a YouTuber and stuff like this. So um, although I sort of met a few and I was sort of close with a couple like Bood FM, um, we don't talk that much anymore, but he was he's he's. He's a good guy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any relationship. Uh, me and Ben had a falling out many years ago. Um, and we've not really, you know, replied to each other and stuff like that. And I'm always asked to do that, like, Creators Cup and everything. But, um, you know, we've not really sort of spoken much since then. Um, I've had brief words with Zealand. I'd love to have a sit- we, we. I think me and Braziland had a little um, conversation on the comments section one day, saying so we'll have to have a chat. Uh, you know, that'd be cool, because I just... And not because, as I was saying, he's a stupid successful. I just find him a very interesting person and a a funny guy. So that's I'm I'm rubbish at playing the YouTube game. And I'm not just talking about football manager is how YouTube works in general. You know, the collaboration and helping each other step up and everything. But because that's not my game, that's not my the way I do it. It's, you know, I just have the friends. All my friends are just people that. I've got to know through watching my channel or my Discord and stuff like that. You know, it's just, yeah, I can't be doing with it. <laughs> and it's, I'm quite it's... antisocial in the grand scheme of things, really. I'm not a massive fan of people. I much prefer animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because I was going to ask, is there a particular reason? And if you identify yourself that you're antisocial, then it is what it is, isn't it? Like, as in, as in, people just sometimes prefer their own company.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to be a fake friend. I don't want to, I don't. Want to start being all chatty with Dr. Benji or Luluja or whoever, um, because I feel you know they would help me. Because of course they they would. They're really generous guys. They all help each other, and it's fantastic. I'm not I have no like nothing against it. It's just I'd feel personally like I'm being a fake friend because if I wouldn't be just chatting to them anyway if we weren't both doing YouTube. And it's always nice to sometimes talk to a YouTuber because you've got some shared thing, interests in common and stuff and you can complain about stuff and the algorithm and stuff like that. But if that happens, it happens, you know, naturally.
1: So in relation to collaboration, obviously there's a lot of draft tournaments going on. Would you ever consider being part of one? And you did release a video on this. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I might as well ask you because I've got you
0: here. Yeah. Um, no, I... For a couple of reasons, I I don't really enjoy the draft mode. Um, and football. when I play Football Manager, it's not about competition for me. You know, anyone that's watched my series will know I don't take it that seriously, the game as a whole. And, and also, I just don't like the banter. Maybe I'm just too old, but I don't like the banter. I don't enjoy the banter the the i'm gonna be rude to you and we'll call it banter type stuff that that a lot of people do and i I know for you know go for it if you're into it it's just not it's just not my thing i can't be doing with it i just i'll just turn into a grumpy old man i think if i started (laughs) doing them
1: so in relation to podcasts and things like that you're open to that though aren't you um as long as you are in control like as not in control that's the wrong word because you've said to me i can speak to you about whatever you want to yeah but i mean like as long as it's on the right time the right terms etc etc
0: yeah i've been on a few um custom profits good friend of mine and he's he, i've been on his channel a couple of times um literally yesterday i recorded a uh youtube a newcastle fan channel um doing a preview for the liverpool game and stuff like that and i like i literally you know said yes to you and it I made a point in in a video recently it was like I'm, I want to say yes to a few more things because I get asked to do quite a lot of stuff um and and I it's also just from a football manager aspect it's it's nice to help people out you know that that if I go on custard profit's channel you know he's going to get a few more views and maybe gain some subscribers and stuff like this and I I really appreciate sort of genuine people above all else don't care where your stature in life is. It's just if you're a genuine person and we can have a good conversation, much like this. It's that's that's all is required, really. You know, there's no other, there's no ulterior motive or purpose. It's just you know, let's have a chat. You know, hopefully, some people find it interesting.
1: <laughs> now, Jenny, that means the world to me, thank you so much. um You know, it's nice to be. Recognised as somebody who's genuine, so I really appreciate that. Not too happy without you being with you being a Liverpool expert for a Newcastle game, but hey, hey, I know, like I know, you know. <laughs> Obviously,
0: from our accents, we're both local lads uh, to our clubs. Um. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, like, you know, as far away, like, because where were you from? I'm from like, Bournemouth,
0: so yeah, I'm about as far away in England as you can get from Liverpool.
1: <laughs> but so you're a little bit, odd. so you would have been around. So you you are like we are both glory hunters. Yes.
0: Yeah, so when my, so none of my fans, none of my family were into football. It wasn't yeah. a thing, right? Um, and so I found football through school and school friends and stuff. And they were like, "Oh, you know," because as, as a kid, you, I never got given a team by my parents or anybody, yeah. and. And so then I found football through school and then I started watching, you know, there was very little football on telly back in the day. It was mostly pretty much match of the day. And I just fell in love with John Barnes. John Barnes was mm-hmm. the, the the entry into Liverpool. Um I just and obviously Liverpool were good at the time, so they were on match of the day a lot. So it probably was like total glory hunter, because <laughs> that's what was on. Ironically they they then turned shit shit for the next thirty years, but <laughs> yeah, good times, um, good times. Y-
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> keep dream. Ten years ago now, and it's ten years since you won the league, uh, is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? I've realized like I've I've realized how spoiled I was because yeah. some teams, some teams never ever have any success whatsoever, right? Yeah. So the fact that I was able to have 20, 25 years, I think it was 92, 91 when I started supporting them ninety one. Yeah. So. From that to 2010, nearly 30. Well, how much is that? Yeah, nearly like 20 years of success. 2012, 2013, 22, 23 years of success. I'm, I'm, I'm very privileged. And yeah. now, if I, I'd like it one more time because I think I'd appreciate it a little <laughs> bit more. <'cause> you take <laughs> it for granted.
0: Yeah, you it cycles, isn't it? Come back yeah. rounds. You know, Man United are too big a club that they're not. They're not going to turn into Everton. Um, I like I. I, as much as every Liverpool fan likes it, to have a bit of a joke at Man United and I do often in my videos and stuff like that but the other day I actually defended Manchester United in my, and I was like, Man United fans, chill out. You're not that bad. You're not 18th in the league. You're 6th, okay? It's <laughs> not... All your players haven't turned terrible. You've got some bad owners. Yeah, we've all been there. Um, and, you know, your manager is a bit iffy at the time. But, like... Not all your players have suddenly turned bad. Like, yes, Bruno Fernandes at the moment is playing terribly. But look at what he's done the last few years. It's not like it that went away with a good yeah. manager, good coaches and stuff. Stop hiring old Man United players as coaches and everything. Get actual coaches in. That A lot of those players will be good again. <laughs> so I was actually defending Man United. didn't feel
1: right. Uh, well, this is the weird thing because I was speaking to Clayte, um ahead of the streamer showdown. And we were speaking about Liverpool, and I was saying it's it's weird for me because I love Jurgen Klopp. I've liked him since his Borussia Dortmund days. Yeah. Um. So it's very weird for me because at because I think his values are really good as well. Like you know the way he's, I think he's a great manager. I would have had him at Man United out um, when we brought in Louis Van Hal. Um. I just think he's a nice person as well. Great football manager. So it's really difficult for me because I'm happy for him. (laughs) Obviously, Liverpool and this Liverpool team as well—they're really likable. Yeah, it's it's really difficult as a Man United fan who wants to hate them because that's what you know society tells me I need to do as a Man United (laughs) fan. But I don't because actually there's a lot to like, and this could be—you know—if they win everything this season, this will be the best team that ever. Like it would overtake the Man United treble team. So
0: I'm very much the set like. But as Klopp says himself, like football is the most important least important thing in the world. Like I can I can have a bit of fun with Man United and stuff, but I can also just sort of take my Liverpool goggles off and you know, like I want I really want Rashford to do well. I want him to turn things around, you know, and so like although we have a bit of fun as fans, I'm not one of those like, oh you know, you're all the worst and stuff like that. It's just it's just just football, isn't it? it's not it? Not, it's not that big a deal.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Exactly my girlfriend used
0: to say, it's just a game. <laughs>
1: my wife says <is> the same. <laughs> my wife the same. Like, is the same. Like, when we were winning things and I was like, you know, up at, so when Aguero, when that happened mm. and I was on my knees, like, you know, practically crying. <laughs> right my wife was like it's just a game it's just they, a game." they do
0: it because they know it winds <laughs> us up they don't do it to help us they're like oh, that's just like sticking needle in innit? it no but it's,
1: it's good now because over the last 10 years i've said it's just a game yeah nobody
0: yeah cares. <laughs> <laughs> now we're not winning it's just a game yeah. in it babe i 100% agree with you it's <laughs> just a game nobody cares nobody cares
1: <laughs> um uh, let's go back to your youtube now so your youtube mm-hmm. views you've had over 30 million views how does that and make I you really? feel when you consider I'm... that number
0: That's mad. It's, yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? Why would people? (laughs) (laughs) People need to get better taste, really, don't they? Come on, move on. Um, No, I, you know, and uh, it's, it's astonishing. It's, it's hard to even sort of get your head around and stuff. I used to think when I was um, looking at the numbers and subscribers and stuff, I would always, I, I would always, um, Compare it to football stadiums, so you can get an idea of the numbers. Like, oh my god, we can fill Bournemouth's ground now with subscribers, and that—that's—that's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's just a ridiculous amount. <laughs> I I—I can't get my head around it. That's why I probably don't look at numbers anymore because I can't get my head around it.
1: No, it really is amazing. And 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 once again, does that kind of motivate you to get more, or is it not like? I mean, you've said it several times. It's not about the numbers anymore, is it?
0: No, it's just a—it's just about those people that support me and still support me on things like Patreon and, and Twitch and stuff, it's just like giving them entertainment. I don't care if I grow um, in subscribers or not. I I don't really make the content that does grow. Like... You don't really gain subscribers from episode ninety-five of the Journeyman, mm-hmm. you know, and the algorithm actually starts punishing you after a while because it stops putting forward your videos to new people because it's they're not clicking on it. Obviously, a new person's not going to click on episode ninety-five of a series, so the YouTube algorithm then goes, "Oh, okay, so we'll start showing less of your videos." And it's actually put me in a rut in that respect, is that when I do do sort of new stuff, it's very hard to actually get it out to the to a new audience. Um, and I'm sure that if I was heavily playing the game still and trying to try and force to grow and everything I'd literally have to change a lot of the content I do but that would take away from the whole point of why I'm doing it and what my ethos is when making football manager content so it's the juxtaposition if i if I ever got to a point where I needed more money or i you know patreon dropped or anything like that and I needed to really push on then then we're all in trouble because I'd have to make different content that I'd probably dislike and I'd be aiming it towards the algorithm and not just the people that watch me. And then I'd start hating it. Then I'd want to quit. It'd be a downhill spiral.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'm going to ask a question I asked Jack last week um, with The Space when he was on. Do you ever get worried about being left behind? Because there's these new things now, like TikTok, for instance, shorts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, A lot of people have second channels as well. Um, As far as I'm aware, you don't have one yet. Um, do you ever get worried about, you know, being left behind?
0: Um, not really. And that again, goes back to the, just, I'm not too worried about the numbers and stuff like that. As long as my bills are paid and I can save towards my house and stuff, but I do have, um, plans for the future so I can sort of see. So what's essentially going to happen is, um, this carries on. We continue saving me and my girlfriend, we eventually buy a little house with a big garden, and then I start the animal sanctuary. And then the animal sanctuary is going to have its own YouTube channel and maybe Instagram, TikTok, and things like that. And we'll have its own Patreon, and we will, so it can pay for the animals. And then, obviously, and then any extra goes towards like local animal charities that we'll be working with and stuff like that. So I think that will also combine in the future, anyway. And, you know, like I think that could be a really fun channel because. Um, I've had a lot of experience working with dogs. I'm a trained dog uh, dog trainer, a qualified dog trainer and dog nutritionist and stuff. My girlfriend is an expert, a cat expert, and she does a lot of rescuing and works with local charities. So I think that channel could really do well in and of itself as well, enough to pay the bills. So I'm I'm confident, even if like, you know, my FM channel's not really growing or anything that that once we transition to that, that'll make its own money and help pay the bills, essentially.
1: See, I'm, you know, I, I'm so glad that you agreed to do this, mainly because I'm getting to know so much about you and like animals and stuff like that. Me and my wife, we love animals. So the fact that you've got all these plans going forward, sanctuaries, et cetera, et cetera you're doing the charity work as well with the United Ukraine. Oh, and I started United. a candle company as well. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not, I'm not that big a fan of candles. So, um... Well. <laughs>
0: Should have said that before. I want to come on.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Just personal preference. My wife would probably love him. Um, so, um, recently on YouTube, though, I say recently, within the last three or four months, you put up a video that some deemed as a little bit controversial, which was you discussing about the pros and cons of YouTube and about why YouTube isn't for everybody. Where did the need to make that video come from? The. N-
0: The need to make that video was I often get asked for advice. Obviously, being one of the bigger FM channels, I get weekly DMs, multiple DMs of people saying they're thinking of starting out. What should I do? Or I've started a channel. Do you want to check it out and give me a review? All that sort of stuff. And I see too many people not thinking about this is a fun hobby that maybe turned one day into a job. They're like this is my job i want to make this my job and i could do that 5 6 years ago cuz there was literally only 20 fm youtubers This it it's there's there's hundreds probably a thousand by now um regularly making football manager content so it is just so much harder and i get and i i will happily offer feedback and review channels and everything like that but i also get these messages of people saying i'm not growing what can i do what can i do and i'll look at their channel and I'll watch a couple of their videos and think it's all good. I enjoyed it. It was clear. The audio was good. I can't really, the SEO on the video was good. I can't really pick many faults with it. And, and they're so sort of downtrodden by not making it. And, you know, you could have a hundred of these channels and a couple of them might make it. But when you've got good, everybody's making good content, you're kind of, need a massive chunk of luck especially more nowadays and I've just seen one too many messages of people being kind of destroyed by the fact they don't make it because it's it's not a job it's not like learning to be a bricklayer and then somebody say and and you making a wall and somebody saying that's not good enough you're sacked when you're making football manager content or any content on youtube or twitch or anything it's you your personality is the asset so when you don't grow, it feels like people don't like you as a person. Which, often the case, isn't true. Because, like I said, you just didn't get lucky with the algorithm and stuff like that. But I think people take it a lot harder. And I just want... And you see so many people saying how you, how to make it on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, where you can just do it. Everybody can do it and stuff. But no, you need you do need a lot of luck. And not everybody's got that. And I just wanted to make it clear that and and, you know some people have come to me and asked for advice and I've gone and watched their channel and they're just not good enough Mm -hmm. and then I've got the whole do I say that do I just say the things they can improve on like what if they've got a really heavy brummy accent they're never gonna make it (laughs) that's all (laughs) you know what I mean like like you know they you know they struggle on camera or something like this that that's just and, it, and I it's it's so sad when people, you know, pour their hard earned money into all the setup and work their bums off, and you know really don't make it, and they feel they feel like it's a personal insult to them that people don't like them personally.
1: So, what was the overall feedback to that video?
0: Really good, I think. You know, I I, I talk regularly about it if i'm in streaming and stuff like that people often ask and i'll i'll talk about it but i think the overall reaction was was really good i think some just sometimes you need a dose of the sort of honest truth um and i think i'm lucky enough that i've been around long enough i'm old enough that people's you know nobody thought i was doing it because i i wanted to get rid of the competition i've got myself in a place where I people just trust me in that regard but I'm being honest and I'm not just trying to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm not trying to get rid of all the young guns and stuff like that. It's 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 a it's coming from a good place, but you know, I had a really good reaction.
1: No, because I see regularly as well on on Twitter, like people breaking down in essence. Mm. Um, because they're not growing. So I do think um what you've said, you know, treating it like a hobby, and if it if you get lucky, you could potentially do more with it. And I think that has to be the mindset. But too many people, like you say it's a they see it as a personal reflection on themselves. Not, there is an element, not everything, because you have to yeah. be good, you have to work hard, you yeah. have to understand SEO, you have to have engaging content, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still that little element of luck, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there, there really is. And like I said, especially nowadays with so many people making Football Manager content, if, if somebody, when I started, if somebody t- literally typed in, you know, Football Manager into, into the YouTube search, I'd be on that list right down the bottom somewhere, but that there'd be the, the big guys, that the OGs that have been doing it, and maybe their few videos, but I'd be on it. If you just jumped into Football Manager now, you'd have 50 pages before you get to the new guys or new channels and stuff like that. And so, no matter how good you do, there is... And some people... Dis, uh, usually successful people disagree with that, like because they don't want to think that they got lucky, but we did. There is. There is a... However, you want to argue the percentages, there is a big chunk of luck to get in there. You do all the right things, like you said, you do everything you can to put yourself in a position to get lucky, essentially. Um, and that's what people have got to realise that it's not, it's not on it's not always on them. They're at fault for not making it, sort of thing. And I think with the whole doing things as a hobby, I'll often ask people Do you like making videos? Like, do you actually The hobby is not making a few quid on YouTube. The hobby is the make the setting up your green screen, recording intros, chatting about Football Manager, and editing the videos, making a thumbnail, writing the SEO. If you enjoy most of those parts, then you'd want to do it anyway, right? So, but when you actually drill down, a lot of people are actually like, "Oh no, I don't like this, this, and this, and this." And I'm so like, "Oh, so it's not a hobby? You are think you're just putting in the groundwork for a hopeful career in the future." then you're you're almost setting yourself up to fail in my eyes.
1: So earlier on, you did mention that going from creating YouTube content and TikTok content is the best way to grow your Twitch channel. Mm -hmm. Do you still think that's the case nowadays with so much in YouTube? Like it just says about 50 pages to be um, potentially 50 pages.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I still definitely think it is. Just because Twitch doesn't have any discoverability. Like... Mm. It's it's everything sorted from most popular. Um, <clears throat> we're lucky in a way that Football Manager is quite a niche streaming thing. It's like If you were streaming League of Legends, you'd have to scroll down 100 pages before you found the guys with no viewers, um, at least now. But even then, looking at Football Manager on Twitch, there's you can have a page or two of, of people, and people generally don't scroll down. People, if I was a new person going to Twitch for the first time because I wanted to check out some Football Manager – by the way humans work is like well that guy's popular he must be good so I'll check him out because he's got more numbers it could be cuz he's been doing it 10 years or he's you know any number of reasons but just why would anyone why would people go down oh I want to check that guy cuz he's on one viewer you know and there's there's probably a cut off point there's probably once you get up to even just sort of 20 in football manager terms 20 30 viewers then you, you're you're better off because people will see that a few people are watching it. You'll be on that front page or nearest to the top in the first few rows, um, and then you might get a bit of traction. But I still think because I always described because I did a, a how to YouTube series ages ago, and and part of that was. Football manager is a niche in YouTube or gaming is a niche and then football manager is a niche within that niche. Mm-hmm. What you need to do as a new YouTuber is find a niche within the niche of the niche. So you mm-hmm. need to, whether that's experiments, even just doing a save with a team. Let's say I did a save with Nottingham Forest because there was not that many people doing a Nottingham Forest save. You found people searching for FM22 Nottingham Forest, right? Mm-hmm. So you've you found some, So it might not be a ton of people, but if you're new to streaming and you've only got a few viewers 10 more is a, is a ton of people right like mm-hmm. that's so when i was first starting out and doing saves i would purposely go and search for who else was doing saves and find good sized teams that weren't being managed by anybody else or one or two people and then i knew that people searching that team would then find me that's a really good way of getting off the ground
1: so going forward then where do you see the future of football manager content creation? Um I this think This was on the list, by the way. It's just so interesting to hear you speak yeah, about like certain I, things that you've done in the past.
0: I think the uh the long-term saves will become less and less um just because of just the way the algorithm works and the way that content has evolved. It, and this is not a football manager thing as such. It's it's a a gaming thing in general. Everybody used to play, YouTubers used to have big long saves of whatever game they were playing and stuff like that. And now it's much more, as we get into this sort of TikTok era of and, and shorts of really punchy content that I think, as I said for like episode 80 of a, a 30 minute video of episode 80 is becoming less and less pointless if i was uh, less and less important now i think it's more punchier 10 minute videos because so you can get your mid rolls in um <laughs> 10 minute videos of of something on the topic of football manager or a particular you know you might do a, a you know rescuing man united <laughs> um <laughs> where you just do it for the end of the season and it's just a two-parter or you do it even different experiments and stuff or do what Zealand does and looks at parts of the game and stuff and evolves the game. I think that's definitely the future of it. There'll still be a place for those long-term saves, but I think that's definitely the future.
1: And can I ask, as one of the um, big content creators, do you have a relationship with Football Manager directly? Um.
0: i've obviously been sports interactive for for, for the creators cup um not really i've spoken to miles a bunch of times but like it's more you know in a dm or tweets and stuff that anyone can can do um i did send him a pair of socks one year for his birthday and he sent me some lovely football manager merch (laughs) um (coughs) but no more than the regular person i've never received a game from them I've, i've been asked to go to various different Creators Cups, but I only went to the one. Um, again, stupid businessly, but like, I, I, I'm I, kind of of the opinion, and I know they want to get the biggest creators in because that gets the most eyes on it, so they invite all the big boys in. But I was like, the second year I was asked to go, I was like, no, thank you. But my mate booed. is a really good FM YouTuber, you know, try and get new sort of new faces in to do those sort of things. But yeah, no, I've had no real sort of, Direct contact. I did. um, I wanted me and the Lujo. I think it was. uh, it might be the first ever football manager meet up event. Um, many years ago in Nottingham. Um, at the Games Museum, video games museum, which was really cool. Um, and a couple of the sports interactive guys turned up there and everything. Like that That was such a weird thing though, because we were in the hotel across the road. Me and my girlfriend. And there was people outside waiting for the the place to open, yeah. and so we I didn't think of anything of it. We were sort of waiting to cross the road. There's a few cars. Then I saw somebody sort of clock me and have a look, and then they were look, talking to the other ones, and I'm like, oh my god, they like they recognize. It's the first ever time, <laughs> like probably recognizing stuff. Like they're like, oh my god, it's Loki Dapin and stuff like this. And then meeting people is kind of is incredibly surreal. Because you're just, you know, you're just a regular person, but they're like, Oh my god, you're that YouTuber guy and stuff like this. Have, been,
1: have you been practicing your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to take it back to your content now. Um, just a few more questions mm-hmm. in relation to your content. What's been your content highlight so far?
0: Getting relegated on average points in Uruguay. <laughs> I'm right. not bitter about this. No, uh, <laughs> My highlight is something very few people have actually watched, ironically. the fa- My best thing that I've done on YouTube was a football manager choose your own adventure. Yeah. Um, and it was an absolute nightmare to record. You literally watched the first intro, I think it was Liverpool, and it was like, can you win the league with Liverpool? And then at the end of the video, you got two choices. I think it was formations for the first first video. Do you wanna play four four two or four three three? And then the end screen would suggest the videos and you click on the one which you wanted to do and oh. then it would go off. And then next episode it was like, okay, you've chosen four four two. What player do you want to sign? Do you wanna play this a striker or a left winger? And then that would split up and that would split off. And it was like it took seven parts to get to the end of the season. Um but it took it I had to record about seventy odd videos yeah. to do all the branches and everything um and that was my pr- no nobody really watched it because and i knew it i knew that going in because obviously all the videos have to be private apart from that one first one cuz it's yeah. depending on the branch they pick so obviously i'm doing 70 videos but only actually one is visible to everybody so if they miss that then they miss 70 videos so it was never a like a this will be amazing this will get loads of views or subs or anything it was just like can
1: i do that <laughs>
0: I will never it's, do it again.
1: <laughs> it's like those interactive movies on Netflix, isn't yeah, it? And yeah, yeah, exactly. That. and, um, and you, that, That's that's really and
0: innovative. Yeah, you had to film every possible outcome. That was the problem. And then I realized I was doing too well. So <laughs> the whole point was just, can you win the league with Liverpool? And then it was like, oh, okay, I'm winning the league with. As I'm getting nearer to the. I think it was like 16 endings, I think it's got. Yeah. I'm doing really well in all of them. So it was like, okay. In this one, it was like, we're five, we're 10 points ahead in the league with eight games to go. Do we play Allison up front for the final 10 games of the state, like, to try and make it fun and interesting and stuff. But yeah, that was, that was my best achievement, I think.
1: And then what have you found most difficult about creating content?
0: Editing. Hmm. (laughs) Now, I say that with an asterisk, because I don't really do much editing, um... But I I detest the editing process as a whole. Um, That is just a chore for me. I just don't enjoy it in any way, shape. I don't enjoy the technical side of things. Um, If I'm doing skits and stuff, which actually require a chunk of editing, I I really hate it. (laughs) That's the only bit of the YouTube process that I dislike. But, you know, the payoff is good enough.
1: (laughs) And then what's the best thing about being a content creator?
0: This thing. I would say. So obviously, as a content creator, you try and create communities. And so I uh, along with obviously in the comments and stuff, I create a Discord <clears throat> and you know invited people to come on there, and it's got a few thousand people. And my favourite thing about having along with the sort of freedom of, you know, having a job that I like. It's it's a group of probably my best friends now, I'd call them, that re- like regulars on the voice chat on my Discord. They're always in there. There's probably about a mixture of about 50 people that sort of come in semi-regularly, and there'll be 10 or 20 people that are in there all the time hanging out with each other. And it's not even... I love the fact I've got all these new friends that I can just pop in of an evening. We can watch games together or play video games and stuff. I love that, um, but more so than that, it's seeing other people find like-minded people that I'm not in there, and I can click on my Discord and see all these groups of people playing games and stuff. That's that's the best thing.
1: That's really really cool. And then finally, um, my last question for you is: somebody who I always is something I always ask. Um first time guests. And I really hope we can do this again because I really enjoyed this conversation to be Definitely. fair. Um, but something I always ask is if there's one piece of advice you could give to a new content creator, what would it be? Hmm
0: Adding on to all the sort of stuff that sort of we said already, I yeah. think what I often get what I often get is from people saying thinking of doing i want to go into i really love your youtube channel and i want to try this for myself and stuff like this and and um what sort of mic do i get up sort of webcam or what sort of um, i'm gonna start when the new fm comes out and stuff like this people panic too much about being good straight away and my advice would be everybody is terrible when you start everybody go watch everybody all the big names go watch their first few videos you'll see that they are terrible The good thing is when you start out, nobody's watching anyway. So you can be terrible and it doesn't matter. The only way to get good at these things is to practice and get experience. And rather than waiting for the perfect moment and making excuses as to when you're going to start because you need this new webcam or whatever it is, it's a very basic setup, a 1080p webcam, a a cheap USB mic, and you are good to go. There's lots of free software. And rather than making excuses, just make a video. You will never know if it's for you, if you're thinking about it, well, I don't know if I'll enjoy it. You won't know. Just start making videos, and then you'll instantly know if it's it's something you enjoy. So just do it, as Nike says.
1: Excellent. Loki, thank you so much for coming on to the Scouting Centre. You're somebody who I've wanted on for a while, um, and I'm really glad we can make this happen and that you've agreed to come on
0: yes it's been brilliant mate good uh, good luck for the rest of the season
1: thank you so almost much almost kept us um, straight face huh? I, 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 as a man I'm happy to lose every single game and finish eight you just want to you just get done and it? it's just like get the season just know you're up next season you don't know, want to be the, a the Europa Conference League no fancy bit I've been thinking about it and no I, I get that although, but then, although if we do win the Europa Conference League we'd be the first team to have won every single cup <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here. I'm yeah, yeah, grasping yeah. at straws. I always find like the you know, but you could think of all the experience for your youngsters and stuff. I have one question actually on. before before we finish up, and this uh, Man United question. Go on. What do you do with Rashford? Do you sell him? Do you give him some coaching? Do you loan him for a season? I'm intrigued. I think I find it a fascinating situation.
1: So, Rashford isn't a striker; mm-hmm. he's a, he's an attacking midfielder, left. Um, he's played a striker many a time, and it's it's just it's not his position. Mm-hmm. And he's always been more effective coming in off the left. I think you give him a season under Ten Hag, if he isn't the player that we've seen in the past. I think for him, it's best that he goes. Um, I'd I'd be gutted if that happens because I really like Rashford mm. but I feel like given that one season with Ten Hag Ten Hag is known to improve youngsters he's known to improve um individual players and I think Ten Hag is going to be there for the next four or five years yeah you know if that makes, if, if, yeah. if the, the sounds it sounds like we're doing everything right at the minute like we just got rid of one of our um, player negotiators because we're going to get in Paul Mitchell apparently that's the latest thing so um, I think you got to give Rashford that one season under Ten Hag to see how well he can do. Yeah. And, and I think, he's I think that's... He's not a bad player.
0: That's... Like, I'd take him at Liverpool. I know that would never happen. I'd 100% take him at Liverpool because I think with coaching and the right person, he seems like a guy that needs a bit of an arm around his shoulder. I think a Klopp hug, sort mm. him right out. And and it I would agree. be so funny if he was then just amazing and Man United was like, What?
1: <laughs> well, I think, I think one of the key things that everyone's got to remember is it's not just him that's played poorly this season. Yeah. I think the only player who's come out of this season with any sort of credibility, or the only two, is David De Gea and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. They're the, they're the only two. And, and De Gea- Sancho,
0: Sancho's looked all right in. I love periods. Sancho. I'm
1: a, I'm a Sancho stan, so I've yeah. got an emote for Sancho. Um, he, so at at times he's been brilliant, but I always expect the first season to be tough if you come from Germany. Yeah, because he's still only young. So I, I'm not overly, I'm not overly concerned about Sancho. He'll be there next season, and I think next season we'll see the absolute best out of him. But I think I think with Rashford, and I think he's taken a lot of stick when ultimately he's not the only one. Like you can count on one hand how many t- how many players have come out with any kind of credibility this season
0: yeah on on the one hand i like i it would be interesting to see what sort of coaching he can get and stuff but like on the other hand i kind of like the idea of loaning him out out of the spotlight a little bit to like a mid table club or you know bottom end of the premier league or something just to take him out of the man united firing line sort of thing just to to let him play football for a bit. It's a it.
1: strange one for me because I think if you're 24 years old and you get loaned out from Man United, yeah, you don't necessarily <laughs> think you've got a career at Man United. Yeah, true. Um, and then, and then you Donny might end up in a situation with Martial. <laughs> Martial left, went to Sevilla and Sevilla has been exactly the same as was at Man United. So if anything, yeah, his stock has dropped going to Sevilla. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a tough one really. But Rashford, I love Rashford and I think he's great as a human being. And just like you said at the start, you want good human beings to do really well. And I just, I really hope that next season, I think he'll be there next season. I don't think he'll be one of the players who leaves. Um, And I really hope that Ten Hag can get the best out of him. Because I think in Ten Hag, we've got a quality manager now um, who is is future proof a little bit. I think before we've had people who've been a a little bit, David Moyes was it didn't make sense because he played different styles of football and too. he was
0: always doomed because he's the one after Fergie so whoever exactly came that. in was doomed Louis van
1: Gaal was a little bit past it as well Jose Mourinho I think the peak of his powers had already gone I think um Ale was a sentimental um yeah was a sentimental um, appointment and then I think now with Ten Hag we've got somebody who's doing really well at Ajax Some, still Somebody doing mentioned really well.
0: somebody mentioned to me the other day it was like List all the Man United players that have improved whilst at Man United it's There's no, in the last sort of, you know, five, eight years. And is that like that seems to be the thing with me is like, what is the coaching behind there? Like, how has nobody, nobody really got any better when you bring these guys on? Yeah, Wan-Bissaka came in and he was like, okay, we know he's a really good, solid defensive cent, uh, fullback and a good youngster. But it's just... Stalled entirely, like it, it. You know, it's it seems mad that I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the
1: coaching stuff. And but and and the thing is, it's multiple managers that it's happened under. Yeah. Um. And and you're right. I agree because even when I look back on it, uh, it's almost like a lot of these players have already peaked, but they should be in their peak years now. So like Rashford at 24, he probably peaked two seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. Luke Shaw, who's like 27, 28, I believe, he probably peaked two. Um. Well, last season yeah. was his peak. Uh, Wan Bissaka he was better a season or two ago than he is now Harry Maguire was probably better in his first season um, Lindelof like, like nobody this season, Paul Pogba has never ever been the Paul Pugba that we thought we'd get we thought he'd be like you know Yaya Torre Roy Keane box-to-box midfielder-esque yeah. we never got that from him it's, it's, it's just, it is mad um, but like I said I'm hoping give him time if we finish eighth, or wherever we finish, I mean, we're going to that's an important part, might. give
0: him time. Yeah. Because this, I think Man United fans are at that point where they're so dismissive of the whole team, especially with this sort of lack of, lack of effort thing. But I think they're more likely to give a manager time if he wants to truly rip apart the squad and rip apart the coaching system or whatever it is that takes. I think more than ever, Man United fans are like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, go for it, destroy it. You know, <laughs> it's the wage structure as well. Up.
1: Like you know, the amount of players that are earning yeah. way more than Man City or Liverpool star players, and, and you're like, well, how how it, the morale must be so bad in the dressing room when you see stuff like that. Like Edison Cavani's on a million pound a month, two fifty <laughs> a week, and and he can he barely plays. It's yeah. it's tough. It really is. But I, I feel like structurally, I think ragnick was the right person. Maybe. Maybe not for the managerial side, but he did try. But I feel like, especially recently, calling everything out, saying yeah. how it should be, saying, like, you know, the players aren't good enough, saying we need a, a total reset. And I think they're listening to him. And, and I feel like Ragnick, that will be his most important job at Man United. Yeah. And I think two or three seasons from now, if Man United are back to challenging and winning trophies, I think a lot of that will be down to what Ragnick's done the last month or so and how publicly he's called everything out. Because what he's saying is what fans that's think. what you
0: wanted to hear yeah you want yeah you You don't want somebody that's just constantly defending their players all the time you actually want to go actually no because <laughs> like yeah. yeah tactically they might be a bit off maybe he doesn't know what tactic to use maybe the players aren't gel enough but when you're not running mm. that's minimum effort right that's like what <laughs> bare minimum is that you at least try even if you're off form you know whatever it is and watching them, like even I've got annoyed watching them at times. And
1: that's weird. It feels like the season was over in November, which is mad to me. Mm. Like, like as soon as Ale got sacked, it seems like the season was over. And I've I've never seen anything like it because pretty much every single game after, there's been very few games where they've really looked, yeah, this is, this is good. They're they looking yeah. for it. And like you say, the bare minimum is running. The bare minimum is, you know, giving your all. And we've very rarely seen a majority of those players give the bare minimum.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, a, is... it's a weird spot. Yeah. But um, like I, how I said. How do you, you fix know...
1: Liverpool? That's the most important. Oh, no, yes. No. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't
0: know. <laughs> that, that's we need the... a bigger trophy cabinet. We've <laughs> got to do that. Uh... <laughs>
1: this is the stupidest question of the day how to fix Liverpool. <laughs> um, do you think Mo Salah will stay?
0: Yes. Especially now Klopp's got his contract. Yeah. Uh, another two years, I think. I think most Salah will sign another one. But that's the scare that that's the weirdest part of now being a Liverpool fan. That's almost like the opposite of what you were saying about or you know, you, you had it good for so long. Like, I'm not used to it being good. Yeah. So it and at this point I'm like, I go into games not worrying, like in the Villarreal game or the Everton game. I'm like, it's all right, you know, we'll we'll find a way through. And then even with the Salah, as good as he is, I'm like, Well, if he does go, we'll find somebody else which is r- ridiculous when you're talking about arguably the best player in the world. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, I'm confident in our in our guys to find the right replacement. You know, they keep seem to dig in these players out of nowhere that seems to be superstars. So, you know.
1: Well, I, I also feel like signing Luis Diaz and Diego Jota, um, I feel like if Mo Salah did leave, mm. especially, especially Diaz, I, I feel yeah, like Diaz. he wouldn't feel it as much as you would have before January.
0: Yeah, totally. We've got that squad depth now, which we probably lacked for the last couple of seasons. It's kind of annoying in a way that we are so above and beyond everyone else in the league. And in any other era, we'd have won four titles in a row. But Man City exists. And they're like the same, but have unlimited money. And they're going to get Haaland probably next season. And it's just like, it's, it's mad that we're even competing with them. When we still actually run like a business.
1: <laughs> Which yeah. And and you know, you've got to give credit to Liverpool's owners and, and the people behind the scene for making that happen. Yeah. What I will also say is it does remind me of two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, where Man United were probably the best team in Europe, but unfortunately we had Pep Guardiola's Barcelona. Oh yeah. To, to, <laughs> Bloody Pep. And, and I do think you guys have got the same situation, Pep Guardiola's Man City. <laughs> it's
0: gonna be a Liverpool Man City Champions League final, isn't it? That's going to be... Uh, that would be
1: mad. And you oh, know what? I
0: hate the idea of playing them in the final.
1: <laughs> I don't want Liverpool to win, but I want Jurgen Klopp to win.
0: So who are you going to actually be... Who, if you had to put...
1: So if Ugh. I had to pick somebody to win anything, if I'm talking history, I would pick Man City because I think Liverpool are Man United's biggest rivals. Yeah, because even though I don't Man think City a
0: recent, they're still not
1: proper yeah, rivals, it, are you know, the Plastic the, rivals, aren't they? Exactly that. However, like I said, and this is where I find it really difficult... And, and I'm actually saying this publicly now, <laughs> is, is I really like Jurgen Klopp and I really yeah. want him to win a Champions League um, again. And and I really like, I don't know, I, I, I personally feel like Jurgen Klopp's the best manager in the world. I've said this before, because at Borussia Dortmund, they weren't competing and then he made them win the league twice, got through to a Champions League final, went to Liverpool. Liverpool, who were like a sleeping giant for 30 years, yeah. you know, given the time to mould it, he's done it on a limited budget. You know, he's not had cash to spend or burn <clears throat> pretty much every single signing he's made.
0: Yeah, I think we spent a lot, net we spent a lot less than you guys, haven't
1: we? Exactly. Well, we, we've spent a billion pound, I think, in the last 10 years. <laughs> we're, we're not, I think you guys have spent like 300 million net. Um, Jesus. But then you guys to then have Jürgen, yeah, it's it's tough as a Man United fan, but I like Jürgen Klopp and he's the best mm. manager in the world. Because I think with Pep, he's he's gone where you'd expect him to win. Um, yeah. But yeah. Barcelona, never had to build a club Bayern Munich as well loads of money, they just won the treble when he joined them uh, Man City would yeah, kind of, win him
0: stuff before and they got unlimited money Yeah, it'd be fascinating if Pep's when he does leave his next job is like no I'll, I'll take something a bit of a project you know let me take Dortmund and see if we can beat Bayern or something like that or a, a team that's maybe in the you know third or fourth in the league and see if they can do stuff. that be, that be, but he won't because he'll just go. I to actually think
1: he'll at Man City at least until he wins the Champions League. So I, I can't and then make I think that after happen. that.
0: After Should we that let team? him win it then so he buggers off? Is that maybe the better idea? Is that <laughs> well, just... well
1: the issue is is Harland he'll he at least one one season with because 'Cause oh. he's got I think he's got another year left on his contract, hasn't he? He's got another yeah. year left on his contract. I don't think he signed a new one yet. But if they don't win the Champions League, I think next season they're more likely to be able to because I think it should Ireland... be sacked surely if he doesn't win the Champions League. Like, what well, this is the issue, right? You signed Pep Guardiola to win the Champions League, and I yeah. know they've won the Premier League like quite a lot, and everyone is like, you know, that's a heck of an achievement. Man City were winning Premier Leagues before Pep Guardiola. Yeah, PSG sacked their manager you...
0: every season when they don't win the Champions League. So you know, I just <laughs> think they should look at Pep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, um, I'd have him at United. Yeah, you know Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah you bite their hands you off. you've got ten hearts you you. Got ten hearts. He's amazing. oh <laughs> 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 uh, no, thank you so much, Lucky. Once again, no, worries, great it's a pleasure, to, mate. Yeah, great to have you on. Um, I hope to have you on again in the future at some point. Um, and yeah, um, I hope viewers, I hope you've enjoyed this. Please make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment below, let me know who you want on future guests. Loki is there anything else from yourself? No, that's it. Enjoy. Excellent. Have have a good day. There you go, smashed it. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye bye.